Welcome, Mama. You've got your hands full, I know. As a mama for myself, I can relate to the exhausting days of motherhood with wiping messy faces, correcting attitudes, and picking up those countless piles of laundry. But I have found that if we search deeply and open our hearts, we can experience motherhood in a whole new light. By applying biblical principles, we can have joy, we can have peace, and we can have purpose in motherhood. Join me weekly for a little spiritual water for your weary soul. Hi there, welcome to another episode of the Purpose of Motherhood podcast. I'm Ashley Caston. Thank you for being here. I took a couple weeks off to get some writing done. I am in the middle of or actually at the end, at the very, very tail end of finishing my second book called Because She Prayed, and it's a mother's guide to powerfully and purposefully praying for your children. And so I really needed to take a couple weeks off because when I am um, using that part of my brain where you know all the creativity comes from, it is very hard for me to focus on anything else. I am not one of those people who can have multiple projects going at once. It just does not work well for me. Um, And probably because, you know, just having four kids and so much going on, it's just, you know, you have little to give anyways. And so when I need to buckle down and finish something, I have to just shut out the world almost. And so, um, so I took the last couple weeks off, but I will say that I missed this so much because every time that I um, record a podcast and just pour whatever the Lord has shown me into you guys. It fills me as well. It's not a one-sided ministry. It definitely is two-sided because I get filled up by doing this too. I am reminded of his truths and of his goodness. And so I'm so thankful to be back here today recording. Um, it was the first time I actually had taken a week off, um, since last fall, since I started really, I think I took a week off for, um, Thanksgiving and Christmas maybe. And then that was about it. So, um, anyways, so good to be back. And the book will be finished this week. I'm on the very last chapter now. Um, and then I will be editing and then um, sending it off to the editor for, you know, like extreme scrutinizing um, editing. It's a little painful, but it's a good thing, you know. Um, and then... I will be releasing in the fall. So it's called Because She Prayed and it is a uh, mother's guide to powerfully and purposefully praying for your children. Really excited about it and I can't wait to share it with all of you. So I will give you updates here on the podcast as we get closer to launch date. There will be an opportunity for you to jump on the launch team. I would love to have you be a part of that and that will give you an advanced um, copy of the book to read before anyone else can. And which then you can, um, you know, use to spread the word, to share feedback, all of that kind of stuff. So it's a lot of fun to um, kind of get to be on the inside of things like that and kind of get to see the work in progress. Um, we'll also do probably some fun events or some Q&As with that. So um, listen for updates here on the podcast. You can also sign up at thepurposeofmotherhood.com for the email list. I rarely send emails, so don't worry about being spammed. I have no time to spam you. <laughs> oh, um, but I will. I do send out updates when it gets closer to um, launch dates or if there's special events and that kind of stuff. That's about the only time I send out emails. 
Okay, so tonight, here's what I'm hoping for you. I really um, want to share something with you guys tonight that has made a huge difference in our home at bedtime. And I'm hoping that with just some little practical tips that you will see the same transformation in your home that we have in ours. Um, so a little backstory, a bedtime was always a struggle for me. It was probably my least favorite time of the day, um, or not just probably, it was my least favorite time of the day. It was that time of day where I'm like, can please, can just Mary Poppins right now, Mary Poppins show up at my house right now and just take over bedtime routine because I am so exhausted and so drained and I know that I should be enjoying them and cuddling and praying and all these things, but it feels like chaos in my house <laughs> because here's what would happen. You know, I would say, okay, kids, it's time for bed. And we'd all go, you know, get, they'd all go upstairs and get ready for bed. But somehow, instead of hearing it's time to get ready for bed, they would hear it's time to get ready for a circus performance or something like that. I'm pretty sure that's what they heard because what I saw was not them getting ready for bed. What I saw was them dressed up in tiger costumes, walking each other around on a leash or, you know, like jumping on the beds or, um, you know, dumping out a bunch of stuffed animals and putting them all over the room. And, th and now they're drug into our room too. No one has brushed their teeth. No one has, um, you know, changed into pajamas. And this was like a nightly thing for us where it was like, they started off on the right foot. It was like, yeah, sure, okay, we'll go get ready for bed. And unless I stayed with them and literally like put a toothbrush in their hand with toothpaste on it and then walk them to their pajamas, it's like they just got off track so easily and were so riled up by that point at night that it just turned into chaos. And then exhaustion for me because I was tired of like dealing with the attitudes or dealing with the behavior problems. And it was not for lack of discipline. And that's what I didn't understand for so long. I'm like, this should be working because I'm setting discipline in place. And I'm saying, if you do this, you, this will happen. And But every night that would happen and it never made a difference. <laughs> every night I was separating someone into another room or someone couldn't sleep in um, the bedroom with their sisters because they didn't obey and they were getting out of bed. And, um, and I was just so tired and just needing some kind of um, system that I could put in place to make it a smooth um, transition. And I don't know if you can find yourself maybe in that story that I'm telling where you're like, ah, yeah, that sounds like me. It sounds like my kids. Um, but if, if so, then please know that you're not alone. And maybe you, that's where you're at right now where you feel like bedtime is the most hated time of your day or maybe you rush through the bedtime routine because you are so exhausted and it's not really enjoyable. Maybe your kids don't stay in their beds. They're constantly getting out or coming and asking for water or it takes them forever to fall asleep or they whine and complain about it. Maybe they're melting down at that time or um, you know, maybe they're begging for story after story after story and you're just tired, whatever it is. Um, it can just be a very hard time of the day. And really it's because, I think, because it's at that very last point of the day where the mother knows she has freedom coming right around the corner. You can like taste it, right? But the child knows that, um, well, they probably know we have freedom coming. They're like, well, we want some of that too. But they know that this is like their last chance to get a little more play in. And so it's this butting of heads of the two, right? The mother's going, I want my time alone. And the child's going, I want a few more minutes to play. 
Um, and then we end up with a situation where nobody's happy, everyone's stressed, and and it takes forever, right? And it's not like a like it takes forever, but it was so enjoyable. It's like it, it's an hour of excruciating just pain, right? <laughs> Where you're like, oh, just go to bed. I don't know how many times I thought that to myself. Just please, can someone just please put them to bed for me? Um, so here's what happened in our home. And anytime I see something in the house, and you can apply this to so many things, and I talked about this on a previous podcast, but it's worth mentioning again. Anytime you see something in the home that is not working or that's bringing stress, if you see a source of stress, what is underlying that issue is really a broken system is all that it is. And that's a really good way to break something down so it doesn't seem overwhelming. If you look at the the areas in your home that are not going well, whether it's laundry or it's dinner time or maybe your morning routine and getting kids out of the home, if it's not going well and it's stressful for you, think of it that way. It's just a broken system. So all I need to do is figure out a better system that works to put in place. And sometimes the system that's broken is is one where we're not doing anything at all, right? Maybe um, we're, we just really aren't doing anything to make it better. We're not doing anything to um, set our kids up for success. And that in itself is a broken system. Okay, did you catch that little voice in the background? So if you think that I've got this perfect home over here with uh, children who don't interrupt me, look, my house is just like your house. <laughs> that was the three-year-old coming in to ask for something. Um, okay, so broken systems in the home. Uh, that's really what it came down to for me was realizing that bedtime was a broken system. Um, and so then I went from going, okay, I know this is broken to going, all right, Lord, you have to help me with this because I have tried everything and nothing is working. And I want you to be my source. I don't want to rely on other people. Um, I think he certainly can use other people and um, and that we can ask others for advice and all that. But if we are not careful, we can become too reliant on the world and on others or ourselves to fix things and you know, end up in that place where we only go to him with the big things and he wants us to come to him with everything. And here's how I know this. There's a verse that I came upon the other day that just really spoke to me um, regarding this very topic. It's in James 1, 5, and it says, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask God who gives generously to all without reproach and it will be given to him. Isn't that great? So all of the things that we think are too insignificant to ask God of, right? Like bedtime routine or even how to catch up on our laundry. All of those little things, he wants us to come to him because he is the source of wisdom and the source of all the knowledge that we need. And so if we go to him, it says that he gives generously and he will give it without reproach, which guess what that means? He will not make you feel stupid for asking those questions. He will not get upset at you for asking him. He's not going to turn you away or laugh at you. He's going to give generously because that's who he is. So if you need wisdom for how to create a system for your bedtime routine, ask him. That's what he's saying here. It's giving us permission. It's an open invitation. Come and ask me. Ask me for the wisdom that you need. And so that's what I started doing. I started saying, Lord, I need wisdom. 
I need you to help me. I, I don't feel like bedtime should be this way. I don't want it to be this way. I don't want this to continue, continue in my house, but I'm not sure how to fix this and what kind of a routine to put in place or what kind of a system, what kind of system. So then what happened is I ended up um, being inspired by another mom when I saw her bedtime routine. And the Lord will often do this with me where I'm asking for something. And sometimes it, I just know he speaks to my spirit and um, it may happen that way too. But other times I'll be praying about something and then I'll see something or read something or that just completely, it's like as soon as I know there's a piece as soon as I read it or hear it or talk to that other mom, there's a piece that comes on me where I know it's the Lord speaking through that person and confirming things to me. And that was the case with this. Um, there was a mom talking about her bedtime routine and I just gained, um, well, first I just, I really felt that peace when I was listening to it going, I think this is exactly what I've been missing. And it aligned with everything that I wanted for our house and um, it just was so, so helpful that I was like, okay, we are starting this. So then I started implementing that in our home. That's what I'm going to share with you. Um, and it's really simple. It's nothing you, some of you might be doing pieces of this too already, um, but it just brought a sense of order into our home that I didn't have before. Now, let me just go ahead and tell you, I am not a schedule, um, kind of organized person by nature. I've had to really work at that with having many children. There's no way to survive <laughs> with having, you know, four kids without having a lot of structure in the home. And so that doesn't come naturally to me. I am a more, um, I'm more of a fly by the seat of your pants kind of gal where I can just kind of go with the flow and, um, just, you know, not stress about things and we'll figure it out. But having a larger family has made me kind of uh, set structures in place so that there is a nice rhythm of the day. It's not necessarily a schedule like we're, you know, not on like military time, you know, but it's just kind of this, this flow of the day, a rhythm. And I wasn't always good about doing that with bedtime and our dinner time would kind of fluctuate and change. And um, sometimes my husband would get home later or we'd want to go for a family walk. And so bedtimes weren't always exact. Um, and so that was the first thing that we changed. We started with a um, very strict um, bedtime of 7 p.m. for the youngest one because she really needs the most sleep. And I realized that she thrives on, I'm sorry, not the youngest one, the third child, um, the next to youngest one, but she thrives on a lot of sleep and a, a set structure. And so for her, I needed to say, okay, um, she needs to be in bed by seven just for her attitude and her uh, behavior the next day. It really affects her. So I need to make sure that I have dinner ready at this time so that we have time even after dinner to play a game or have that freedom of, you know, if we want to go for a walk and all of that, but I've got to get her in bed at seven. So we started there. And then what I started doing was taking time to put each child down one at a time, which I know some of you are thinking, oh my gosh, that would take forever. I just want them all in bed at once. I feel you. I hear you because I like my free time too. But what I realized is that I was taking a ton of time before putting them to bed um, and it wasn't going well. We were all stressed. And this way, by starting earlier in the night, 
I was still able to get so much more free time at the, at the end of the night with my husband, but I wasn't either feeling guilty or stressed at the end of the night like I was before. So we started putting her down at seven and then I would, what I do with each child is when we go upstairs, they get to pick a book to read um, and then I read them the Bible and we pray together. We usually maybe talk for a couple of minutes. We pray together, cuddle, hug, and we do their, um, you know, I am statements. And then, um, you know, like I am confident, I am loved. I pray over them and then I leave. And then the next child is already teeth brushed, Jamie's on, ready to go. And I do the same thing with them. Now, my older girls, we are doing chapter books with them. Um, so I'm reading a chapter of the chapter book aloud to them which they really love because it gives them something to look forward to, to the next night. Um, and so they're honestly so excited about the bedtime routine because they want to see what's going to happen next in the book. So they know, you know, if we're in the middle of a, a book, they're going, oh, I can't wait to find out what happens. And so they're really looking forward to that time. So I will do a chapter from the chapter book. Then we'll read the Bible together. Um, with my um, one that's still learning to read, we'll practice her sight words, or I might have her read a book, and then we do the same thing. We pray, and um, they go to bed. And so I do that with all, I mean, the, the youngest, the baby, of course, I'm just nursing her to sleep, but I do that with the older three. And here's what I have found. Um, we have more quality time now. So this bedtime routine has given each child their own time with mommy or daddy because sometimes my husband will do it and we'll trade um, it gives them that quality time that speaks their love language it speaks um, the language of quality time with mom or dad where they are giving you their full and undivided attention and um, physical touch too uh, it really taps on quite a few of the love languages um, and they just it just fills them you can tell that it just really fills them up in fact my third child will be the first one that's like oh I love you you're the best mommy you can just tell she's so happy after that time with you it also gives us an opportunity for discipleship because we get to hear their thoughts and what they're thinking about as they respond maybe to the story or to the um, the bible lesson that we do we'll kind of talk about some things and then we're able to really pour into them one-on-one -on -one, which is harder to do when we are with all of them it also brings order and routine in the house. The kids know what to expect. They know that bedtime starts at this time, that they have something to look forward to at the, at the end of the day. Um, and it just kind of, it's, it's like become a beautiful part of our day, a part of our rhythm instead of this dreaded chaotic time at night. It also, of course, there's so many benefits from reading, right? Whether I'm reading aloud to them or, you know, whether they're reading, it improves vocabulary. It helps um, develop those uh, phonemic awareness skills that which you need for reading for the younger younger one. It um, helps with uh, just bringing up topics and improving empathy and and just from so many of the different stories that we read and the character development. It brings so much to the table to talk about and to develop their character from. I get more time with my husband because I know that I'm done at a certain time. And so we have that time to look forward to. I usually, if I start at seven, then usually I'm done by um, eight, eight fifteen. which again, some of you are like, that's an hour putting them to bed. 
but it is so worth it. I would rather spend an hour doing this and feeling so fulfilled at the end of it and filled up even myself than spend probably an hour anyways, you know, chasing kids around and getting, trying to get them to get back in bed. And so it's worth it. Also, uh, they fall asleep faster too. I have noticed that they're not fighting. They're not getting out of bed where as before, that's what uh, they would often do. At least some of them would keep trying to get out of bed or, um, or just they can't fall asleep quickly. They're still, their minds are reeling. This gives them a really good time to relax and to get their little love tanks filled up and they go to sleep so much easier. It's also a better use of my time in the evening um, where there's so many areas that I could be pouring into at the end of night, whether it's, you know, my relationship with my husband or that house cleaning, all the chores that need done, or just maybe some of you just watching TV, you know, this is such a fruitful use of your time because you will get to um, just spend that really good quality time with each child and plant those seeds in them. And then, of course, no mommy guilt, which is a huge one, right? You're not ending the night feeling like you just uh, got through all the, the, you know, the dinner time and the bath and the bed, just kind of rushed through it, but didn't really enjoy any of it or see any fruit from it. So it eliminated that, too. I finally felt like, oh, I loved that time with them, and I really feel, I loved getting to hear their heart. Um, you'll have some funny things that will happen too. I'm sure some funny conversations that's happened with us where I've heard, uh, little comments come out of their mouths that just are hilarious. Our, um, third child, I talk about her a lot because she has a just very funny personality. Um, she's also our most strong-willed child, but she will ask me so many questions about God when she's going to bed and I don't always know the answer to her. For her questions, I mean, sometimes it's just silly and light, but other times it's really deep questions. And I'm like, okay, well, that's a really good question. I'm going to have to get back to you. And she's only three. Sometimes, I mean, it could just be, you know, she'll just sit there and like all of a sudden blurt out, who is God? And how do we get to heaven? And when we get to heaven, is there this, 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 you know, it's just, it's funny how our little brain works. Um, and, you know, then my little silly second child, who's like my fun-loving one, she says hilarious things too. And sometimes we'll be reading a book and she'll respond and it just makes me giggle. The other night we were reading a book about whales and we talked about how big the blue whale is. And she said, oh, mommy, I never, ever want to be the, in the ocean with that whale. And I said, well, me neither. I might want to see it from a boat though. And she's like, no, I want to see it from on a dock. Uh, you know, away from it. And I was like, oh, okay. And she's like, no, wait, I want to see it from a hotel window. <laughs> it just made me laugh. It just showed <laughs> just her little thought process, like as far away from it as I can get. I'd like to see it, but I want to be safe. Um, so I, here's, here's what I know is that from our experience, this has been so transformational, um, that it's really brought a love for bedtime in our house. And so that is what I am hoping for you too, that even if you take little tidbits of this, maybe this isn't the exact formula for your family, but if you take little tidbits from it, I am hoping that it will do the same thing for you, that you will begin to look at bedtime as another opportunity to pour into little hearts and one that will bring so much peace into your home and order 
um, that it really becomes um, just transformational for your whole family and that your kids will look forward to it and see the benefits from it too, as well as your husband, right? With getting time afterwards together where you're not stressed and stretched thin and just ready to crash, but to where you feel um, at peace and relaxed and um, to where there's a set time, a, a boundary that you've set where after this time, this is my time with my husband, with my spouse, um, where the kids are in bed and they're all asleep and we can actually sit and watch a movie or sit and talk or play game and something like that. So um, anyways, I just hope this is transformational for your home. pray now as we close. Lord, thank you that you have all the wisdom that we need and that there is nothing too little that uh, we cannot come to you with, God, that you open your arms and open your ears to us when we have things that we need your wisdom on. So God, I pray for every mama listening to this podcast um, or every a parent, God, that you would give them the wisdom they need to make bedtime an enjoyable and smooth time. That, um, God, that you would remove the stress out of that area if that is a source of stress in their daily routine. God, I pray that you would come and bring um, just a peace upon that time. I pray that you would give every mama some creative ideas of ways that she could use that time to steward it well, God, to pour into those little hearts and um, just to create something that the family looks forward to. We love you, Lord, and we thank you for who you are. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.